listen to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've stepped back into the studio for episode 371. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. So what you been getting into this week? Uh, this week, I've just been um, jumping into Celesta, just kind of um, making some different teams and kind of checking out the game and nice. finally found one that really worked for me. So I've been um, playing through the main story mode as, as that team, so... I've been enjoying that pretty much, and um, I did, but I did get to see um, a, a Secret Invasion for this nice. week, though. But I, yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that I watch other than YouTube, watching some Hot Ones interviews and shit. Nice, that's what's up. Yeah, yo, I watched that. I did catch Secret Invasion. I got to wrap up Kizazi Moto, which was un- amazing. But yeah, uh, what do you want to start with? You want to start with uh, Secret Invasion? Yeah, we can do that. That's what's up, man. So yeah, man. Another fire episode. Fucking Nick Fury, man. Nick Fury, dude. Like, I, I, I love the, the arc of, of him trying, uh, the redemption arc, you know what I mean? Trying to mm-hmm. come back from his, his perceived fall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, that shit's crazy. He's come Darn. back to fix his fuck-ups. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the president reacts next episode. It was definitely the build-up to the finale. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when they were gurneying the uh, president in, he was trying to... I know he wasn't conscious, but he was trying to tell him, like, yo, yeah. stop the scrolls. Stop trying scrolls. to plant the seed, you know what I mean? Gravik is tripping, though, man. He's like, fuck it. War. <laughs> I'm like, yo, my nigga, false flag hey, Yo, son, give me Carol Danvers' blood or I'm killing everybody. Bruh. Listen, if I My give you Carol Danvers blood, you're going to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, no, bro, that is that is never going to get you what you want. Like, you got to use a softer hand. But, yeah. hey, do what you got to do, bro. Yeah. Gravik is, um, he, he's stacked up too many L's, and so now he's in his desperation phase, and he's just trying shit, and it's all slipping through his fingers, and he can he can kind of oh, yeah. feel that. So, like... You know what I'm saying? That, that that lashing out at everybody. The internal rebellion definitely put him over the edge, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, he felt a way. Mm-hmm, yep. And, you know, he, he, I think the only dub he really got this win was finding the mole. And even that's not a dub when he finds out yeah. she's alive. <laughs> yeah. None of it, uh, none of his oh, subterfuge has been successful. You feel me? His, his mole with fury failed to kill him. Gaia failed to kill Talos. You know what I mean? Like, bro, like, yeah. You know, I'm sitting here saying he needs to use a softer hand, but his softer hand is not very effective. Yeah, no. I mean, ultimately, ultimately is he bit off more than he can chew. It's one of those things where it's... um, Absolutely. Gravik is... He has the benefit of youth, which means he's willing to try new things, but unfortunately, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have the benefit of experience, which lets him know Mm -hmm. that... Yo, you got to give deference to people who've been doing the same thing that you have for, like, twice as long as you've been alive. Well, he's probably the same age as Nick Fury, but Nick Fury, like, bro, there's no better spy on Earth than Nick Fury. So you try to out Nick Fury, Nick Fury in his home turf, you got to, you have to at least realize that you're doing that. 
And then, like, but that's not Gravik's character. Gravik's character is like, man, I'm five steps ahead of Nick Fury. I'm going to talk shit to him every time I see him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like the element of surprise a little too far. You know, and we were seeing that unravel, you know what I mean? Like, slowly but surely, he started... Because in the beginning, it worked. You know what I'm saying? He strong-armed the council and shit. Oh, yeah. Fucking had my man's chopped in the throat, and he was looking all, like, super confident When dealing with the... Yeah, I think that he got a lot of uh, uh, confidence from dealing with the scrolls because, you know... he was dealing with people in a precarious situation, whether it was Nick Fury in his emotional uh, 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 state or whether it was the scrolls in their displaced state. Mm-hmm. He, he took it. He was dealing with people in a, in a bad situation and took the, that initial sign of like passivity as, as weakness. And really what it was was people being patient and not mm-hmm. trying to force anyone's hand. And he's like, nah, 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 let's do it. And that's, what the, uh, that's where the headstrong youth is not typically appropriate for leadership yeah you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like no, no no i love that strength i love that energy that's how shit gets done you can't lead anybody because god forbid you get some power and influence look at what you do look at you and another thing with gravic too is like we can see from the moment he was introduced like you know my man's different he's built different like yeah yeah, yeah very you much. know when they talk to him about his parents after they let you know like yo my man's escaped by like fucking everybody up and leading people to escape and then when Nick tried to console him about his parents, he was like, nah, they died a good death. You know what I'm saying? Like, so my man doesn't really views people's lives the same way that you do. And he doesn't see if you battle the same way that you do. But, you know. And that's just that. And, you know. and I think that that's just what happens when you have a multiplicity of personalities. It's like, you know, this not everyone's going to respond like Talos did when they left. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, some people fought their way out and and their way of coping with that was to glorify the strength you know what i mean and if you don't accommodate for that then that's on you as well you know yeah. what i mean and and, t- and teaching graphic all that stuff and bringing him to the place that he was at without accommodating like hey bro you know we gotta we, we the the values of learning to work with the humans rather than because it was like 10 years my man was there and I don't know how much time they took to like really impress upon him the importance of why we are not doing that. You know what I mean? Why we are mm-hmm. not recreating the mistakes we did on uh, our, our own home planet. And, and that's sort of like my biggest criticism for Nick, the Nick Fury character in mm. this series is that he denied his first instinct when uh, um, when it comes to Gravik. Mm. Because when, um, I don't remember Priscilla's girl name, but when Priscilla brought... Um, when she brought Gravik to him, she was like, uh, Nick Fury was like, yo, but he's just a kid, you know what I mean? Like, he just went through all this shit, and she was like, nah, he's a soldier. Like, he's older than you are. Scrolls don't age the same way. Yeah. But Nick Fury was right. Like, at that point in time, what he needed was guidance, not another job doing espionage and that sort of shit. You feel me? And that's ultimately because he never mm-hmm. got to heal from that place it ultimately led him to where he is now. Nick Fury has experience with child soldiers. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you might not grow and mature, but the mentality is that of a child. And there's something you have to do to help them redevelop a lot of those empathic skills that are kind of remo- that are uh, kind of re- uh, conditioned out of them to get them to be violent as a child. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think Nick had, Nick had an idea that Priscilla was just kind of pushing forward type of thing but yeah. um priscilla was she's looking at it from their could they're they're both individual look at it from their cultural perspective 
and they're both half right, unfortunately. I was just about to say, it's, it's very I mean? natural to do that to to watch a child go through something heralding and then or harrowing and see them come out of it and then kind of project a maturity onto them that they really don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah they, they were definitely both right. Like she she was right in that, yeah, he he is given what he's been through, obviously my man's is capable. But Nick Clearly. was also right that given what he's been through, my man's obviously needs help. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he definitely had the makings of of the perfect villain to just like, you know, just just have that that trauma not be properly maintained and just festered into something awful. I, th- I think what we've learned, especially from something like uh, uh, the Iraq War, is that that beyond just child soldiers, that just happens to regular soldiers. Mm-hmm. Regular soldiers go through war. Obviously, mm-hmm. something extremely difficult. Nothing easy about war. You know what I mean? No part of it is easy. They come out of the other side of that, and they're like, oh, they just went through this amazingly difficult thing. They're clearly very strong. And it's like, they just went through this amazingly traumatic thing. They clearly need help. You're, the same thing, <laughs> yep. you know, exists in parallel. Definitely. So, yeah, great point. Yeah. yeah. But, um, man, Graphic is gonna is a deep character, man. There's a lot. Oh, yeah, I, d- I definitely that. fucks with him as a villain. I, uh, Kingsley Benadire is doing a great job portraying that actor. And also, I do like that he gave him that... Whomever decided to give him that weird sugar quirk where he's always, you, know, you want some coffee with your sugar, my nigga? It's like, nah, I'm good. Listen, scrolls metabolize I'm good. Bro. You feel me? <laughs> but, uh, yo, my nigga, yo, first of all, when they crashed into into the into the botany lab, I was like, yo, kill all those niggas. And I, and I did appreciate uh, their their John Wick moment in yeah. that scene. That was, that was dope. I thought it was really funny. She was like, Priscilla was just like, oh, I'd rather face them down here because it's got security and like, no, bitch. You'd rather face them down here because that's where all your guns are at. Yeah. Don't try to play me, nigga. I saw that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, where your, your bug out bag is, son. Can't no, be caught I, slipping in the streets. I appreciated the whole sentiment she was bringing. Oh, up. I do. Like, but I after that gunfight, I was oh, yeah. like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, nigga, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. reason. You have a cache. Here, That's nigga. the fucking reason, nah, nigga. Yeah, no, I get it. No, no. Who's hiding Most guns people wouldn't want to be caught dead in the street. You know what I'm saying? That's not where you want to go out. Has, who has unlimited caches of guns outside his house? You feel Everyone me? Else has but shit yo, in after house. seeing her, like, oh shit, it's going down. Just run downstairs, grab the bag. Wait, you had two of them prepared? Okay, nah. This is why you wanted to be caught. This is why. This is the real reason why you waited for them. That yeah. sentimental shit was just. To, I don't know, just to make be sentimental for the moment, goddammit. Nah, I Because I got cats in the house. That's why I, want, that's why I waited. <laughs> we got guns. Feel me? Nah, nah they, that was a dope scene. I fucks with that. They, mm-hmm. Yo, it was funny. Uh, one of the, the, the recap shows I was watching, it was like, yo, don't hire these niggas for your Call of Duty team, bro. Because they nah, nah, whack. Nah, nah, nah. They, they were bad on top of going against A-class enemies. You yeah, know what I mean? They like, got dealt with hard. Bro, thing. like, I wouldn't, like... In terms of of combat, I would I would I don't know if they're like S class, but they're definitely A class uh, combatants. So to send these mm-hmm. C level fucking yeah. uh, NPCs was kind of they're silly. like yo we're going with the numbers. That's what I'm saying. That's a graphic, bro. Graphic, dog, dude. <laughs> you you are either bad at delegating, or you just are bad at uh, uh, assessing the power level of of uh, uh, the challenge that you're 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 about to go up against. But bro. Only things that ever uh, succeeded were the ones that he directly had hand in. Pretty much. Only things that ever it's succeeded. It's all falling apart for grabbing every single thing. But um, I mean, it, to to be fair though, like he didn't. He thought she, she, she was Priscilla was the only one there. That team might have been more successful had Guy not come to try and bury her dad. 
and she had yeah. the super guy aware. That team might. So I would give the team it like ten percent blind. Give him a little bit of blind, but not too much. Yeah. But you know what? I think that Priscilla's power is she got some really good luck. Bro, what? She got some really good what? luck because she lucky that nigga ain't shoot her in the face for you trying to kill him and talking what? all that shit in the church. Bro, he, she was saying some yo, hurtful shit, bro. I was like, yo, yo. yo. They gave uh, a Rava Rodi some dope lies. Like, you keep telling me what you can't do, and I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. Yo. I was like, okay, my nigga. Dog. I really like how you're talking spicy to a black woman in the church like that, but that line was gangster. Listen, if if it wasn't for the fact that I knew there were aliens, I would have to <laughs> get a little spicy, but it's all right. Um, but now nah, it's, uh, yo, the scroll that that that's impersonating Rhodey is doing a terrible job of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's ultimately why I think it's gonna fall apart because I think like they planted the seed from last week when the president was like, "Yo, you, you mind you you drinking? Hey, yo, get in the back car, man. Right? You know, like when your parents are scrolling, you're like, don't even sit next to me, my nigga. Bro. So uh, I think that hopefully oh, well, yeah, the president yeah, is gonna the, start to like uh, uh, wise up. At I was some saying point. that to Carolina when we were watching. Like they planted the seed though, yeah. the distrust between Rhodey and the president already. Cause you know, but we skipped a ahead a, 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 a little bit. We missed the part where um um Pagan stood up to Gravik. Well, yeah, 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 and got when his I heart snatched. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro, bro, bro. That nigga what had is, no heart. Yoink! I just didn't know what the fuck he thought was about to happen. <laughs> and then Not, these niggas came and tried. Yo, they tried to give this nigga a Cali Street beatdown. Yeah. As if this nigga is not about to fucking... That part was funny. ...grooed out on your ass, That part bro. was that funny. That shit was silly, man. I was like, yo, what... Man. I hope none of y'all... Really ...try to fucking kill fucking Gravik with a plastic bag? <laughs> bro, if you don't get all the way out my face... Nah, y'all deserve to die at that point. Well, hopefully none of those guys were privy to the Super Soldier program. Because he does look like he's keeping that under wraps. And we haven't even seen anyone yet, one else with the, with the powers yet. So beyond, like, isn't the science what, team... Isn't that what the black dude was upset with him for? For not sharing the powers? Nah, it seems like the Beto was really upset with him for what you mean in this episode? Yeah, because what uh, wasn't Beto part of? Wasn't he in line to be part of the Super Soldier program? Uh, I, I think he was around at the time, but we never really see him like mm, do anything okay. of that of no, that no, sort. That was pure supposition on my part, just because of the way the scenes were put together. Yeah, I mean that could be possible, but so far we haven't seen anyone display powers other than Gravity. Mm, mm-hmm. So I don't know how selfish this nigga is. It was like y'all, I'm gonna carry this Ain't team on my back though. Hers. Yeah, and I can't see Gravity sharing the power with no control. You know what I mean? Niggas so with, with like no he's control, starting to don't it, share power. After this this episode, I'm really starting to think that Gravik is like he really was just like on a power grab type shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we're starting to see how he react. Unfortunately, Gravik is an untested leader, and we're starting to see how he reacts under do pressure. Do you think it was the whole time, or do you think it was the descent into into failure? I, I think he's fraying under the cracks. Um, yeah, I think that a, a, he he unfortunately he wasn't tightly bound. Like, yes, he had he had a he had an idea. Yes, and a loose plan. Hundred percent. Because it was so loose. As you said, he's fraying as under, That's what I thought. He he had uh, the major, major mistake of grossly underestimating Nick Fury, and that just caused lots of dominoes to fall you in his plan. What? I think that he overestimated as well. Uh, he thought that all of the scrolls would be on board. And, yes. And mm-hmm. against Talos, and didn't realize. And that was the first... That, that's uh, the plan untested that, leader part. He didn't yeah. understand the kind of respect that Talos garnered from the way Talos led. And he, and he just saw it as the old way that not working for him. Not even just that. I saw other people uh, on the council, even the ones that didn't agree with Talos, didn't also agree with Graphic. It's like, mm-hmm. no, listen, we have to learn to disagree. We don't agree with Talos, but we 
what we don't do is go to war internally yeah. and yep. separate internally because we don't agree with the leader. What we don't do is like start a genocide on Eating a different each other, planet. You know yeah. what I mean? Start, start <laughs> crabs in a uh, in a barrel in the situation. That's not yeah. gonna get us out. I think um, Gravik believed a lot of the shit that he was talking in the beginning, but he's not used to dealing with consecutive failures of his own making, and he's not mature enough to deal with it and like, he's oh not... shit, let me reassess. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's lashing out at the things around him and getting more desperate and doing more foolish things. He's looking at everything through the same immature lens that he started with. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that means that he's taken all of the lessons of the 10 years through that immature lens yep. rather than looking at them as progress, which is what Fury was trying to say, I believe. It's like, no, no, no. And that's what he was trying to say to Gaia, which I... I'm still not sure that, that that point was hammered home to her or not. Um, I don't know where she's going to land in the final episode in terms of... She's obviously not with Gravik, but I don't know if she's right. going to... What direction she's going to yeah. choose as far as the path forward for the scrolls. Is she going to help... Yeah, is she going to help uh, unify the scrolls to integrate, or is she just going to go and say, fuck it, we're homeless, and I'm just going to live my life? You know what I mean? As a As a, you know... I don't know, uh, grifter scroll, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's um, it's to be seen. It was definitely the build up episode. The final at the at the final shot, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, nah, it's all that, going that down. Scene was lit. It's all going down. Feel me? The re- we got some more Sonya this episode, which is always oh, a man, fucking treat. Sonya, yo, Olivia Coleman is killing it with I, that I, character. I, I, for some reason, I'm very much enjoying her fucking terrorizing the scrolls. Bro, what? And it feels bad, dog. What? Yo, she walked into that nigga's office. Yo, I need some information, homie. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, what's Bow, going on? Nigga, you feel me? Talking hey, don't play shit. coy with me, nigga. I got top that. Oh, oh, your mans? Look at your mans. You feel the me? Nigga green. I got top You fucking that. with this dude? Feel me? <laughs> Who y'all niggas gonna point at? Me or the green nigga? Oh, I'm oh, just saying, where you standing? That's what I thought. So back really? to my information. And then the other goofy ass, the, the scrub couple, this yeah. one nigga thought, yo, I like it. She's like the British um, Amanda Waller, bro. Very much Except so. she's way more charming than Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller doesn't bother with the, the British charm. She doesn't oh, have that. You, she, know what I'm you know what the problem is? Is that she's she's not witty at all. Like, mm-hmm. she's Amanda just cold. Waller's not witty. She is absolutely assertive. Yep. Two different things. She's cold you, and assertive. You, you can talk around a person just to make them feel silly. Or you could tell them and make them feel small. Yeah, that is that is really <laughs> the difference. It looks like Olivia likes to disarm people, mm-hmm. whereas Amanda Waller is like, nah, I want to let you know I'm in control, nigga. I'm here to press you. Yeah. I'm yeah. here to press you. The energy is different. Soft control versus hard control. Yep, that's the difference between them. But they both got the same fucking Do energy. You feel powerful. <laughs> they both got that same energy. Hey, yo, I control the room now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sonia definitely was uh, rooting out the scroll problem. Nigga. She was not playing. <laughs> With ruthless efficiency, son. Just popped that nigga that. Oh, yeah, I believe you, my nigga. I believe you. So yeah. I got to solve that problem right away. And then she had the the heart-to-heart when heart to heart with Nick when they went to Scandinavia. I thought that line about the, the, all the men have pie. I was like, listen, I get if a younger person said that, but I absolutely <laughs> have a hard time believing that she spends her time hanging around goofy old niggas who do nothing but rap about their podcasts. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, but okay. No, I mean, she said that's what the men do. Not the, mm-hmm. That's not what the men that she hangs around do. You know yeah, what I mean? she would know that that's a very small number of men. Very I don't small know, podcasts are pretty... Po- I, I mean, I think... I took mm-hmm. it as she's mentioning, like, the, you know, the, the phenomenon that is podcasts these days and how ubiquitous they are. That's how I took mm-hmm. it pers- personally. 
But that shit was kind of dope. I did like the the that Nick Fury get his suit up scene. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah. I gotta switch out my trench coats. Why? You know, but, reasons, bro. You know what I'm saying? Swag. That's why. Listen, I, I got questions that. <laughs> and you just don't need to know answers to. Some film me brought the eye patch back out. I needed a new gun for some reason. You know, I hope the whatever eye patch other is gun. actually functional. I hope that's what I'm thinking too. I'm hoping there's some sort of thing nigga, in it. That. Like, he's supposed to have the eye patch and the, the prosthetic eye, and it doesn't seem like he has neither of those things. And it's like, bro, <laughs> you just giving this nigga no gadgets? You feel me? So, yeah, I'm curious to see how Nick is about to step it up and wrap really it up solve the Super Scroll never, problem. I'm really disappointed they never worked in that uh, Nick Fury and his life model decoys everywhere. <laughs> I always love that that storyline because that was the, the thing about him and Doom. That's like, oh, is it a real one? That was always like the, see, the cliffhanger. And, and that is the very reason why you don't see it, because <laughs> it can cheapen the story by being like, oh, he's never truly in danger. It's good life model decoy. That no, that's yeah. that's it is a cool thing from the comics and, and I'm it's ninety nine percent sure that the comics were using it as a re- way of getting out of shit. Yeah, wrote. but <laughs> comics and f- yeah. and TV, you know Not what I'm saying? Yeah, it. It, it doesn't really TV rules are different than comic rules. It's, it doesn't really For fly sure. the same way. So that's pretty much the main reason why I don't see them use it. They they have mentioned them in Agents of Shield and they've used them in Agents of Shield. So I can imagine them using them as like a one off. But because that would be funny if Nick Fury went up the scrolls. It's like, oh, you got a bunch of scrolls. Well, nigga, find me, ho. Nigga, <laughs> can't find me on the streets. Every time I'm you think you've seen me, it ain't me. I mean, that is still also possible for we could see a wrap-up reveal where you can see that there were multiple versions of Nick running around. Yeah, I mean, it would just, I just thought that that would be a, a fun and interesting, like, I don't know, like, uh, yeah. arc, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, shit, Nick Fury's got to hit back and he don't want to call none of the homies. How's he going to overcome the odds? Nigga, I got backup. It's me, nigga. <laughs> That would be funny, but um, yeah, that's that. I, I can't imagine where they're gonna uh, go with the end of it. Like, I think that there's a lot of uh, options that I think have been built up to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, at the very least, I think we're getting Rhodey back because I don't think they're gonna do Armor Wars with a scroll in place of Rhodey. But we'll see, dude. That would be sick. We'll see. By the way, could you imagine? Could you imagine? If they left that plot thread in there and then they they played with that later, that would be dope. I would love that kind of time. But um, beyond that, I mean, the power differential is still there. Graphic could still win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know if they wrap this up with graphic just wholesale, you know, revealing himself and killing Nick Fury and and, <laughs> and his cohorts. I don't know if Gaia is going to... Yeah, I feel uh, like a Gaia team-up is in there to help even the odds somewhere. And maybe Priscilla, yeah. too, you know? that That's kind of where I see it going. And also, we don't really know what Sonya's doing now that she's she's yeah, got her yeah. thing. So, yeah, so, so I, I don't imagine her parts. going in the field, but I could see her providing some sort of support or backup. Yeah. Oh, and there's also Buddy from... Um, uh, the travel agent from Black Widow was in the movie this time around. The dude oh, on yeah, the airplane. I knew I recognized that guy. <laughs> the guy who, who was, um, yeah, he was telling him to be nicer. Yeah, he, he's trying to spit Gabe to uh, Scarlett Johansson's character the whole time. And she was like, nah, bro, you're like my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was trying so hard. But she's like, nah, nah. Well, yeah, he's back talking shit to Nick Fury because, you know, he got that kind of clout. Listen, man, when you're that useful, you can say silly shit. And Facts. So fuck Feel me? Find another travel agent, nigga. Find another motherfucker to get you discreetly from continent to continent that you trust. Good luck. Feel me? Oh, Abusing yeah. his position right there. <laughs> Listen, 
You got to do what you got to do. He probably, he, he probably doesn't have a lot of opportunities to make friends. You know what I mean? It was, or many opportunities to talk shit to Nick Fury. Because for all you hey, know, he might get back. <laughs> Nick Fury gets his position back. He can't talk shit to him anymore after this. You feel me? I mean, you can, but uh, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> you feel me? So, my man's getting his shots in right now while Nick Fury had, while he, while he could only scowl at him. He was like, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was one of uh, Gravik's, um major missteps was uh, gauging his enemy's power while they were down. Mm-hmm. And also... Because God forbid, once they get their footing... Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Like, like he's not good at... at um, He's good at playing a static field, but he's not good at playing a field oh, in a motion. dynamic field? You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, unfortunately... You're not making the right decisions, homie. You're not making the right decisions when she's... But that makes you a pawn. That means you're good for one play. Because that means I got to take you out to, to put in somebody who's prepared for the for the new state of the field. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, nigga, we, we, no, no one really needs a heel leader when shit is going good. We need a leader when shit is going bad. And when shit is going bad for Gravik, he's dropping the ball. You That's feel me? That's what makes him a bad leader, for he's sure. Dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. Getting Not all facts, di- like mad people are, are questioning him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, um, Pagan openly questioned him. Got killed. That's not good because he lit the flame of revolution. Then Beto, I don't know if it's a revolution, re- rebellion. rebellion. That's what sure. I meant. Yeah. yeah. And and then Beto immediately followed it up. And then you thought you did something by killing him in front of everybody. Oh yeah, the slitting his throat in front of everyone was just too much because there was women and kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, 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 Rava, one of your few lo- I mean, loyal agents. Women is fine. You can kill people in front of women. It's kids. <laughs> That's the problem. Equal opportunity out here. And then uh, uh, Rava, seemingly one of his most trusted agents, you're telling that nigga, hey, worst comes to worst, we just go sacrifice everybody back to the original plan. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa nigga, whoa. Like, when was it ever the plan? There, there's only so long that Iron Fist works, bro. That's the thing. That's the thing with an Iron Fist. It freaks people the fuck out. The problem with with this is why I never understand when niggas have like megano, megalomaniacal uh, 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 tendencies or desires, but then they try to mask it behind like, "Yo, help me build this nation," <laughs> because all those people helping you might be asshats, but it's under the pretext that they're going to be ruling over people. In the yes. Year. And so when you start turning genocidal yes. because you're megaloman, uh, you're megalo, megalomaniacal. Motherfucker, everyone's gonna turn on you. Yeah, their instincts of self-preservation kicks exactly. in. They're like, exactly. oh shit. They know you're crazy. They've oh, been watching shit. you being crazy. So is, is it my turn? Yeah, exactly. I'm not sitting around waiting for my turn. Some of them might be loyal, most of them won't though. Yeah, that's Gravik is finding himself in that situation right now. Like, unfor- that Yeah, unfortunately, because because he had two fucking mutinies in one night, bruh. Mm-hmm. That is not a good sign. Like you you a single crack in that armor and the entire thing goes down. So that's another way I see Gravik falling. Yeah, two assassination attempts back to back. Yeah. They All tried the... to Drake that man. Yeah. Chill, chill. <laughs> Yo, don't, don't get Drake in the motherfucking, in, in the middle of a, of a rebellion, bro, because that shit is Yo, not a good look. All it takes is for Gaia to show up right now and be like, hey, yo, that nigga try to kill me. Three peak. He couldn't make it. Follow me and let's Hit get him with rid the of that body nigga. down out of nowhere. Like, oh, you didn't even know you was beefing with her. Yeah, that's exactly 100%. Bro. Yeah. yeah, that's an untrue. That, that's for someone who's supposed to be reading the battlefield. That is a massive misstep on his part to not know that his his assassination oh, that, attempt on her who, failed. That's somebody that's who, huge. who completely had a disproportionate um, power 
for a long time, mm-hmm. only for the people who they were dealing with to to figure out a way around it or to 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 uh, acclimate to its presence. And now you got nothing. Yeah, that was your one trick, dog. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you were getting over on everyone when nobody knew that you could chafe shit. Yeah, because but now that everyone knows you're present, nah, bro. Like, yeah, now you need to step it up. You need to get all these powers and shit, bro. You ain't never gonna get Carol Danvers' powers. Not never. Gravik is one of those people who don't um he does he doesn't know how to deal with that level of power, you feel me? And he doesn't he... Not for nothing, I'm pretty sure ah, that the poor leadership. Similarly man. to how you can't grab a uh, an infinity stone unless you're you have preparation. <laughs> if you try to take Harold Danvers' powers, it's probably it's just going funny. to kill you. But maybe the extreme can you imagine if what happened is is that his healing factor was able to compensate, but the cosmic power was still too much, and he was just in a constant state of burning? Oh, that would be hilarious. That would be great. Uh, kind of like Holocaust. What? What if they... See, man, I don't know. I wish. I, I hope that there's people behind the scenes making up cool shit to do with this, because, bro, there's so many like cool comic references that 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 like could be interesting, but I don't know how you would do that. Mm-hmm. That would be graphically intensive, to say the least. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, seeing seeing uh, what what uh, if graphic ever gets a hold on Carol Danvers' powers and what would happen? Nah. That's an open uh, uh, a plot thread to be explored next episode too. So we'll see. But um, nah, my man's never gonna make. Cause even if he does, he still needs a machine to activate it. You know what I'm saying? But then again, that might be why he's having Nick meeting meet him at the um reactor. Um, is there? Is there going to be a season two of this? I have no idea. I don't know why I feel like I heard somewhere in the media push that this is that it's supposed to be two seasons, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see at the end of this if if mm-hmm. it, they leave an open um plot thread or if it leads directly into another property. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, um, it does lead into the Marvels. That's directly where it leads into. Okay, so like, because isn't Loki getting a season two? Yes. Yeah. So. Loki didn't season Loki two kind is of, coming out soon. Didn't Loki end at Quantumania? Like it ended, and then the events of Loki led directly into Quantumania, even though Quantumania was taking place somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and at the end of Quantumania, okay. the the post credit scene was like a was a season was like um from the Loki TV show. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So I was only saying that to establish that. Okay. So even if if there was a season two of Secret Invasion. It could pick up after the events of Marvels and yeah. Armor War. Well, that's just following possible. Nick Fury's. That For would sure. be dope because I would love to see Nick Fury back in the driver's seat. Like this was dope. Don't get me wrong. I loved seeing Nick on the back foot, getting his footing, you know what I mean? Still combating, holding his own, you know what I mean, without getting a whole bunch of backup. I'd love to see Nick Fury back in the in the watcher role. Right. The dope. question is though, would it then still be a secret invasion? You know what I mean? Because it's kind of in at the end of this episode, it's still coming out. So if they don't wrap it up now, well, the thing is, is like there's a million scrolls. I can see them dealing with the immediate threat by the end of this episode, but then the rest of Secret Invasion would be dealing with because a million scrolls, it's factions, bro. Yeah. There's got to be so many different. I feel you. I, I get it. You, I you want the? I get it. No, no, I get it. I don't know. But, just, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't, I don't know how they're gonna wrap all of that up. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I um. Yeah. I the thing is I'm I'm thinking about like you know how it, how it would all line up and shit like that and it's one of those things where like well this particular story has to end because it would be really really weird and feel very disjointed for 
this particular like it's one of those things where graphic has to die next episode yes. i don't really see that oh, going yeah, anywhere else immediate, uh, and i don't see sure. graphic is having enough support for him to have any splinter factions so i don't know maybe the the next secret oh, yeah, no, invasion no, no. is about gaia or something but i'm more or less see it, it um well, I don't I'm know it, there's a million people if you have like yeah, a million it's, humans it's definitely anything, possible yeah definitely. i don't even know if they have anything to do with graphic i'm just saying like he's gonna have to round them up and find them somehow like or I don't even know if he's going to round them up. What would be the plan to deal with the remainder of scrolls on the planet? Or you just let them exist yeah. in the wild? I mean, we're going to have to know. see how it ends next week before yeah. we could even postulate on any of that. So yeah, so I'm, I'm that, that really can't see. be figured out until we see where this one goes. I wonder if it's going to be foolish enough to try to imprison Graphic. Like, nah, nah, we beat him, we beat him. Let's put him in because that nigga, would, yo, he's one of those enemies that's recurring, bro. He will if they try to like put him in um that prison. The raft? Yeah. yeah. I mean... They have a bad habit of doing that. I don't... <laughs> Keeping niggas alive? I, I See, Gravik... Rem- oh, but he has too many sins on his I hands. Got the ener- I, the, I get the got energy towels. from Gravik that um uh, uh Zod has, you know? He's one of those things where I don't see you talking down Gravik. So I feel like Gravik is one of those villains where you're going to have to kill him to stop him. I don't really see another yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, he's... Especially he's, because Nick Fury isn't strong enough to battle him to a standstill. Yeah, because that's what I was... Like, you'd have to knock him unconscious mm-hmm. somehow or some way. And I don't... Unless Nick Fury's got, like, a trank dart. Yeah, I mean, it's something to, to, to bypass all of his, you know, his durability but yeah no yeah and Taking i would hope live that... is probably not going to be yeah it's and like i a, and i hope they don't option. do any ridiculous ass pulls to over justify anything Bro, crazy you know so it's, it's one of those things where like based on how you're mm-hmm. planting based on the 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 show that they've been creating thus far it looks like my nigga's graphic story I really is wrapping up patronum it that would suck man <laughs> you feel me it looks like the graphic story is wrapping up yeah that's definitely gonna have to happen um because that man's got Maria Hill on his hands he got Talos on his hands and he's got a whole lot of other dead scrolls that I'm sure mean something yeah. to them you know what I mean so. And also, People. Nick Fury said it himself. He considered it his personal responsibility because yes. he put him in the place to do all the mm-hmm. things that he's currently doing. So, um, yeah, um, you know, I, I don't really... His chances aren't too good. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, yeah, no. I, I most likely see him dying. I'd be very surprised if they managed to find a way to keep him alive. Yeah. I'm, I could see him escaping, though. That's the alternative. Him. The only other that thing too, is that yes. they find a way to depower him yes. and then leave him to scroll justice. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I could see that. Or or him fleeing in some way. I could see him fleeing and I could see them depowering him. Yeah. I think he's made himself an enemy of the scroll race yes. as well, though. And yeah. at large. You know, maybe not every scroll. He yeah, might still no. have some cohorts, but I think most scrolls see him as not a positive yeah, no. guy. Unfortunately, like he took the mask off this week in front of they everybody. Had mask off? He took the mask off in front of everybody. So it's not. At this point, I think it's firmly entrenched in everybody's minds. Like, no, this dude's a dictator. We're only following him to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. He and slipped so that the, throat, and they were like, he's spiraling. Yeah. And he's so spiraling, the, the guys. Minute, and also, it's like, he had this great plan at the beginning, and he nothing that nigga said has been going to plan. That's another thing where it's just like, I feel like the the way it really ends is a lot of the scrolls taking out Gravik. Or not a lot of the scrolls, but scroll, the scrolls themselves... The scrolls have proved themselves Take bad at taking advantage of him. the uh, element of surprise. <laughs> they have, like, Gravik had the element of surprise and did not capitalize on his plan. 
fucking he went to go kill priscilla niggas did not capitalize on the element of surprise like come on guys y'all are supposed to be the master assassins and and and, and secret agents in this bitch <laughs> that's literally been your job for the past 15 years no, I'm joking. like damn but yeah no nah, it's uh it's definitely gonna uh it's built up a, a lot of um uh, great storylines for the for the finale, so I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Curious to see if they stick the landing. Yeah, man. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much everything in that episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I guess yeah. Moving on from that, do uh, you said you, did you watch anything else? Mm-hmm. Just some YouTube stuff. Okay. The, oh, you haven't watched Kazazimoto? I take it. No, nah, I haven't started that yet. Yeah, definitely. Oh. It's definitely one of those ones that I can't. I, I definitely just want to talk about it. Unfortunately, there's there's nobody who really I recommend things to. That's like, okay, cool, let's talk about it. That doesn't. It happens eventually, uh, occasionally. But uh, yeah, dude, this one is. Gosh, it's so good. I am. I am so thoroughly impressed by the depth of story, the storytelling. Because that's the thing is, it's like it's not just you know that these are great you know, atypical stories with with complex uh, structures and all of that stuff. It's the storytelling as told through the animation, as told through the music, as told through the, the environmental world building that's done in just these 20 to 30 minute episodes. Like, shit is solid, man. I mean, even the last one had, it, it, it presented a story about it, uh, like a, a mountain spirit who is being mined and she has a daughter and she's trying to defend the the mountain while raising her daughter and just just that the I, first of all the idea of that story is not something that she, it, it's not a, a a formulation that you'll see a lot and then on top of that the resolution to the story everything about it it was very it was it was beautifully it was like i think a stop motion um, it was a very, very well done stop motion um, uh, animation, and it was just evocative. Like it was really good, man. And the variety of styles that were were on display, from CGI to illustration to all of that stuff, I'm I am woefully surprised at how little um, this uh, this is being spoken about, and this is cleanly in my top 10 up there with um uh, star wars visions uh love death and robots uh all of those anthologies like it's shot straight up there with those like it is so good like i can't i can't really go too deep into it because i don't want to spoil any of it like i would prefer not to 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 talk too deeply about any of the storylines until if you plan on watching it but yeah i have it queued up so uh so well presented but moreover like well uh like the anthology itself was well curated you know what i mean because that's a super important thing is like i hate when an anthology has extreme highs and lows you know what i mean like (laughs) like it's like oh the first two episodes were so good like um there was a there was a halloween anthology that started out like that where i was like yo first two episodes were stupid and then by the time we got to six i was like not really sure where they're going with this. Uh, Cabinet of the Curiosities? No, 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 no. That one was pretty much good all the way through. It was the one with Jordan Peele, where uh, it was like the first. Um, he was curated that the um, uh, uh, the re the Twilight Zone relaunch. I think so. I think so. I think that that was it. But um, yeah. Uh, 
I, I prefer when the anthology, even if there's not any great highs, I'd prefer to for it to be middling than to have some really shitty ones, man, because that that could just that jays you to 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 what's going on, especially when they're in a shared universe. And so, yeah, dude, just the the consistency um put through it. it I really enjoyed uh the diversity of African cultures that were uh that were on display, especially um it's interesting to see some of the appropriation that happens with Western cultures, I mean, for, with African cultures of Western tropes. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's so, it's, it's very prevalent, especially for somebody like myself who, who likes to look into the history of things and, you know, branding, all of that stuff, to, to see how that has influenced and crept its way, you know what I mean? Certain vernaculars and things like that have crept its way into African culture. Uh, it was very interesting, mostly in the youth culture, obviously. Um, but yeah, and and another thing that was super um, prevalent throughout was the juxtaposition juxtaposition of modern to tradi- modern values to traditional values. Constant, constant, prevalent themes, uh, 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 attitudes, always throughout, and it's still and it's. It's kind of like in 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 um a lot of Asian themed uh, media, their honor. There's certain under overarching themes that you'll see uh, uh, underpinned throughout the different um storylines. Um, yeah, that primary contention of modern values versus traditional values is is an arc. You know what I mean? Like that and legacy. You know what I mean? I find those to be particularly African uh, in cultural values. You know, and I don't see that as much as a as a primary element, uh, story element in in a lot of the um, animations that I watch uh, from other cultures. And so it was cool to see that. Um, yeah, dude, really, really, really interesting. I'm I was pleasantly surprised. Like when I when I first got into it, I was a little bit trepidatious. Like. Uh, I know that that a lot of times, you know what I mean, uh, the expectations come in a little bit too high, but boy, did this surpass my expectations plus plus, you know? So, dope. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the, um, the, the wrap-up of that. It was consistent all the way through, and I was happy to see that it stuck the landing for sure on that last episode. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all I was getting into as well. So we could go ahead and just jump into some of these here topics. Um, yeah, man, dude, why why does the preliminary success of of Baldur's Gate three have uh, devs shitting their pants, trying to call out like, "Hey, man, don't don't expect anything of us. This is a fluke. People don't make good games like this." And it's like, first of all, the game's not even out, yo. How y'all going to be able... We don't even know if the game is good. Why are you guys out here already trying to tell us to modulate our expectations of your future games because we are highly anticipating this game that looked pretty solid from the beta? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yo, these... And then the worst part was is that it would have been one thing if it was just a singular dev came out and said that, but then it sparked a discussion in which a lot of prevalent devs from pretty much all of the other studio, like the primary studios, the Ubisofts, the EAs, um, I think Square had one of their developers chime in, and they're all like, yeah, 
yeah, don't expect anything more of uh, of other studios just because Larian was able to make a good game. And it's like, dude, no one said anything of that. No one said anything about that. It was like, yo, y'all just created this whole conversation about about modulating our expectations before the game even launched. I think it's because they know. They know. That Larian as a third-party studio is about to put out a game on the level of first-party studios with all of the, the trimmings well within budget without having to crunch and they don't want people to expect them to be able to do that. And it's like, ah, man, come on, guys. You guys could have at least waited for the game to drop before you start jumping out the ship like, yo, 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 we can't do this, bro. We can't, we, we can't make games like this. Are you kidding me? You want complete games on launch? You want, you, you want a, a, an actual development cycles that include beta tests in which we can get input from you guys? No, 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 We're not going to do that. I mean, I'm not on, <clears throat> I'm not on their side anyway. So it's to me that this is a great story. From this is an uplifting piece. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> Ultimately, I was going to buy Yannick's game Noha, so I don't expect more from you. It's all good, and, and especially because you said what Ubisoft, EA games, yeah, and I really buy games from anyway. Yeah, this is an uplifting story. That's dope. And and it, it's sad that the there's such a lack of of. Uh, self-awareness that even if they felt that way that they don't realize like saying that out loud without any prompting is probably going to be a bad look on you because Larian has made no comments about any other it's not like they entered themselves it's not like they said we're raising the bar I could see if Larian was out here talking about like we're raising the bar other studios wish they could do it None of this conversation was established. So it's like, guys, if there's anything that the average video game consumer has 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 shown, it's that if they're buying from you now, it's because they don't give a fuck. And if they're not buying from you now, it has nothing to do with the games that they're playing now. It's like all of this idea that somehow the 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 average consumer is has expectations of of the studios, given how bad the studios have been in terms of releases in the past three years, and the fact that people are still buying their games, it's like, yo, hit dogs will holler, because ain't nobody even say nothing. All I had to do, the presence of a properly made video game made you guys feel like it was too much pressure. That's sad. That's sad. Because in the end, it doesn't matter. If you put out bad games, you're going to tank your fucking reputation anyway. It has nothing to do with with any other video game company's reputation. You know what I mean? And I I, I hate to see that in the development community that that's where the uh, or I should say the AAA development uh, community that that's where their heads are at. Because a lot of times people want to be like, no, you got to support the devs. It's the it's the it's the you know what I mean the, uh, Man, the corporations are the problem. Support people who make good games. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? It, it, That's it. It, it ain't never really gonna be more complicated. Things. I don't understand. Like, man, who's really spending their hard-earned money buying fucking games that they don't enjoy? Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, they can say whatever oh, the man. fuck they want to. If you if you made a game that. If you're not making good games, okay. I, I don't expect you to, to, to put out good games. I'm just, don't expect me to buy your game if you ain't gonna put effort into it. It's, you know? 
Preach, thanks, thanks for the heads up, my guy. I appreciate <laughs> it. That, that you that you are you are dedicated to the low bar. Yeah. Got it. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me know. Now I don't have to waste time previewing your game. Now before I would have had to look it up to see whether or not it was 50-50, but now y'all letting me know it from ahead of time that you're gonna make shit. So nah, I appreciate that. I won't even waste my time. I'll be on the side of the other side of the street. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely like the, 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 the takeaway from that. I definitely I appreciate it when people let me know that they're fuck ups and that they're they can't be relied on. I very much appreciated that because <laughs> Otherwise, you got to take that chance and you run the risk of learning the hard way. Yes. You feel so, me? So, like, when they come out and they're giving big-ass speeches, hey, yo, I'm going to fuck up. I'm not going to make good games. I'm like, you got thanks, it. bro. It's, it's, it's crazy they don't that. see that, that that's what they're saying. It's I like, mean, yo, my niggas, y'all are wild. No, nah, it's understandable. That it, that's why Twitter exists. Mm -hmm. It is a trap to get people to say shit they're not supposed to be saying in it public. Is. It's such a, it's such and a fucking trap. It has trap. been that since its inception, and people are still falling for it to this day. Dude, I, I really appreciate it for having people expose themselves. Dude, social media in general has been the best expose of the complete and utter blindness or inability to read the room of your average corporate or administrative person like it, it's a complete disconnect between the corporate and administrative person the devs and the the general community social media has very much brought the the that dichotomy or that uh that disparity into full view because there's no way there's no way you know what I mean? And it's funny because as a consumer, we're watching the whole thing and we have a little bit of a, of a better view. But for the devs to be sitting there flagellating themselves over this topic is like, yo, my nigga, really? All y'all flocked to this dumbass topic like this was going to be validation? Mm -mm. It just it just put it put you guys all on the uh, on the radar for being sus when it comes to development. That's all it did. Pretty much. Appreciate so, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, hey, thank you for showing me who you are. That's just like racist. Like I rather I rather know you racist. They voluntarily put the scarlet letter on their forehead. I'm not I'm never gonna be mad about that. Mm -mm. But yeah, man, I I thought that, that was a, an interesting conversation as to the direction in which it was going because I definitely didn't see that happening. I was like, wait a second, is this the devs talk? This is the, the these are devs of of not even the same studio. Like, hey, listen, guys, we did great on this game, but. You know, every game is an individual, blah, blah, blah. I figured Larian might be like, like guys, you know, you know, not every single one of our games is going to be a BS, uh, a BG3 or something. Like, like, no, this was everyone else? Like, jeez, man. Feel like that you must, never see, it always, that must it, make it Larian feel so me. fucking good. You feel like the lion in the arena with other niggas. It's like, yo, don't expect me to fight like that, nigga. You feel <laughs> me? Don't yeah, expect me to fight like that, nigga. I'm just a little, I'm just me in the corner. Yeah. Nah, Larry must feel great about that. All that free big, advertising. That, it definitely is some 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 big nigga energy in the room. Yeah, hell yeah. But yeah. There was a uh, Tell was me you scared of me without telling me you scared of me. I know. Just just complain about how good I'm doing. There we go. But uh yeah, moving on from that, dude. I thought that was an interesting conversation cuz you know Final Fantasy 16 has been doing great right now, which it it looks like a very competent game cuz I've watched probably 75% of the um of the store uh, of the uh, cinematic uh, uh, playthrough, um, and I watched probably about eight hours of of gameplay, uh, the first eight hours uh, of the game, which is substantial. Um, but yeah, dude, I told like, I totally understand <laughs> when they were talking about like, yo, 
you really could not uh like put black people in this game because it it really would have been way too problematic like dude the bigotry on display in in the in in one of the nations is so thick it it's it's palpable like yo like the othering of of the bearers or or people who are born with the the power of magic is next level like yo if you give birth to one it's like oh that wasn't my real baby throw that bitch out <laughs> like the 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 mental disparity that is created by these people just to justify what they do to them is out of control but it was funny cuz I was uh somebody made a com- comment about like yeah you know with the more visceral depictions of these games and the the more voice acting and the more engrossing and immersive that they are it it's it's creating a very uh clear issue with like game stories and trying to put in heavy you know nuanced game story elements into games where your main interface with it is to uh you know what i mean uh perform heat combos on niggas you know what i mean like how are you going to heat combo your way out of slavery as a single man? You know what I mean? Or how are you going to heat combo your way out of fucking uh, 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 the racism that is prevalent throughout your entire land? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I do kind of think that there's an upper limit to how nuanced you want your story or how immersive you want your story to be when it comes to real life like issues because your interface with it isn't as deep as what it would take to solve those problems. Like I like to be able to overcome, you know, my problems with realistic expectations. You know what I mean? Like big monster slash him down. That makes sense. That's my interface for the game. But yeah, man, with the more and more visceral depictions of problems that can't be, uh, 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 solved through, you know, just mashing square through, through the enemy. Like, yeah. You know, it does feel kind of weird. Cause when when Clive comes up against certain uh, situations and he's like laying down a heavy moral situation, but in the end, all it does is break out into combat. <laughs> it's like, ah, yeah, you guys kind of just removed the whole weight of that nuanced situation you were putting in, and it's not at any fault of your own. You yeah, know what just, I mean? Like that's, that's just, just video games in a nutshell. That's just video games in a nutshell. And so, yeah, I think that part of the nuance of video game storytelling is knowing where that upper limit is. And I think that Final Fantasy 16 is definitely tapping that ceiling because boy, oh boy, like, yeah, they had to do some some pretty heavy uh, uh, consideration in terms of the portrayal of the characters because of the real life, like, ramifications that could, or blowback that could happen from certain depictions of people in media. And I mean, Japanese people are n- no strangers to uh to feeling that way themselves because i mean oppenheimer is banned in japan it's a movie about you know glorifying the people who made the atomic bomb of course you know they'd be sensitive to the real world implications of glorifying those people you know what i mean so you know i appreciate that that is you know what i mean present there but definitely we are hitting the upper ceiling of, of of that in video games because when it comes to issues of race and slavery i absolutely do not want unnuanced depictions, especially because those are things that are still very prevalent in the world that we exist in today. You know what I mean? Like the old traditional forms of like, you know, uh, 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 conflict and stuff like that, where you see like, um, like shogunates and all that kind of stuff. And, 
it, it's one thing, you know, it's you can fantasize about those things because we've we've overcome those societal uh ills, but yeah. Yeah. The visceral nature of of, of how immersive uh the games are getting, especially games like Final Fantasy 16, it's like, you know what? I do kind of want to keep my storylines like a little bit more direct to the point, like big bad guy, cool powers, you know what I mean? Hero's journey to overcome. I don't, all of that extra world building stuff is tends to, to distract, I think, from what I came here to do, which is save the world, not realize like, you know what? Fuck this place. Everybody in here is <laughs> bastards. Like, like by the end of it, you really do wonder like, why the fuck is Clive trying to save this world? All of these people are deeply rotten. Killing Ultima is not going to solve the 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 fucking racist problem in the land that Clive lives in. The, you know, the 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 uh, removing of the power of the bearers isn't going to stop the fact that these people are deeply flawed and that they treated people like that in the first place. You know what I mean? So I feel like it distracts from the overall goal <laughs> when I'm just like, fuck. You know, it, this is the end, but this place is still deeply, deeply not going to be well. After I've, you know, accomplished my goal. And I'm just going to be sitting here running, doing icon runs while the society still, you know, delves deeper and deeper into its depravity because it doesn't know how to deal with each other. You know, I was like, well, you don't have to build that kind of, uh, that kind of scenario into your game. You could just, you know, make Ultima the bad guy and I'll be satisfied with cutting his head off. But yeah, I, I definitely uh, was feeling that argument after having uh, witnessed as much of the Final Fantasy 16 storyline as I did. Like, oh yeah, that is absolutely a salient critique in my opinion. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think that um I think it overall, most people will not engage with it that heavily. And so they won't, you know what I mean? Like they'll engage with it as the as the action game that it is, and or the action RPG. Cause I don't want to say it's it's not it's not uh, a devil may cry style action RPG, but it is an action RPG for sure. But um yeah, people will engage with it just on that level and not think about anything and just absorb the world for what it is. Um, but the implications, like, you, it doesn't take many levels, many layers of thinking to to, to realize the, the the utter fucked nature of uh, of the society that that Clive is um, is 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 living in. And so, yeah, I thought that that was uh, an interesting discussion around that. But yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. But yeah, I thought that, that was funny that they banned Oppenheimer in Japan. It's like, no, nah, that that sounds sounds about right. Sounds culturally sensitive. It's, I was, you know, what I mean, like I just couldn't like I, I I think that the analogy that was brought to the table was it's like imagine making a movie about the 9/11 uh, hijackers from the perspective of the hijackers and then selling it in America. And I was like, I don't know, man. I think that would kind of slap though. <laughs> that might that might make it in this country. Yeah, I mean, like, but nonetheless, I I do find it very. See, I don't, I don't begrudge them for making the movie, but I do expect people to have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know uh, if there's a lot of media you feel that way about, but there's this is this is definitely one where it's like, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with making a movie about Oppenheimer at all. But I absolutely believe that people will have valid critiques and be upset about it. You know what I mean? And that's just it's something you'll have to deal with. And they're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to make it type of thing, you know? 
But uh, yeah, that that's gonna be be an interesting one. And the whole marketing scheme behind uh, the Oppenheimer Barbie launch that was 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 an interesting thing that I that they were trying to push. I don't think it's gonna be successful. I don't think that they're gonna be able to do a lot of these like dual launches and get people to go to like back to back movies like that. I don't know. I don't know if that that's. I think that might be a one off. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I I don't really think they're intentionally like dual launching. I think it just they happen to come out on the same day, and so so. Oh no, they so definitely did that on purpose. Oh okay. Yeah, there was the, an article. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to make any sense because mm. that's not really a crossover of audiences. The Barbara movie and Oppenheimer. That so, was the point. You know, is that now you're is. getting both audiences to come to yeah. the theater and okay. hopefully get them to cross over? Okay. Wherever, wherever you can. No, okay. nobody who wants to fucking okay. see. We'll no, see. No, we'll no, for the numbers. No, later. all I'm saying is like I think it's a poor idea because. I don't think anybody who wants to see Barbie is particularly interested in seeing Oppenheimer. You might bring your kids to Barbie, but I don't I, really I, see the movie crossover. I could be wrong. It's yeah, fair. And, and if I, I am, you know, it is what it is. There's an of American culture there, um, of contemporary American culture, that, that is, is probably going to be more salient towards, you know, people who grew up with with those things as, as you know, households. Yeah. I mean, I, stuff, I could you know? be very wrong, and they, they both do f- fantastic, you know what I mean? And I would be quite surprised in that in that aspect. It is what it is. But yeah, that that that's a marketing scheme that they're that they're definitely pushing. It was it was a coordinated uh uh push, and I don't I I just I don't know how many times a year you're gonna get people to 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 go to the theater with the intention of watching two movies back to back. So I mean, it'll be interesting. But the numbers will you know as as we said whether whether or not they'll do it again, you know we we got to see what it does on um opening weekend which. What when when do those drop? It's soon. It's got to be soon. Um, Barbie drops. Uh, I think I know Oppenheimer's already out, but I have no. Oh, idea they drop on the same day. Out. So yeah, they should. They're they're both out. Um, yeah, I gotta look up the numbers for those to see how well they did. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Do keep in mind though that mm-hmm. they're not allowed to do any press at the moment, as they are in the, oh, the actors of the are not doing press. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. So a little bit of definitely, they're not. Neither movies are operating at one hundred percent. Oh, definitely. As far not. as the advertising yeah. is concerned, I should say specifically. Well, yeah, the promotion is probably taking a hit. They probably shot the ads like a few months ago. Yeah, definitely. Always. So, yeah, that's uh, just how production works. But that 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 showing up to the premieres and all that stuff, it's it's really big promotion. Yes, I'm that's sure that specifically that what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see what they do even in this um this uh, low promotion environment, and I just. It, it this is particularly a bad time to try to get any kind of metrics on people's movie going because I'm pre- I'm sure that there's people who uh, are abstaining from this right now because of the the climate with the actors and the studios and everything because um they know that sixty percent of this their ticket money goes to the studio right it's like sixty percent to the studio forty percent to the um distributor um the theater and then. Out of that, sixty percent the studio pays their actors and stuff. So, like, yeah, you know, a substantial amount of that is going straight to the studio, and a lot of people are not supporting the studios in this. You know what I mean? Actors got paid, you know, unless they're getting residuals, and that's I don't I don't know how many of these actors are getting residuals off of these movies, but you know, I don't think that they're gonna suffer too much if you wait to see the movies. You know what I mean? They they want the overall to do well, but they want to. Sh- I think showing a solidarity with them would would uh, probably be better for them than 
blowing up the opening night of their movie. You know what I mean? And so with that, I I want I I don't think that you know as you said they're going to be operating at anywhere near a hundred percent on on their opening numbers. So it's probably going to be something that we're only going to get a decent idea of over time. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't work, they could always say it was the writer strike and not because the idea was. <laughs> and then do it again. <laughs> and then when it fails again, be like, well, it's the internet. Yeah, that's what so, they do. Uh, Hollywood literally shifts movies around when they find out they're dropping the same day as somebody big. So, hey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was pretty, like, it had to be coordinated that they dropped on the same Hey, day. man, submarine buddies said that, hey, people remember you for the mistakes you make. You know what I'm saying? People tell him he shouldn't be doing shit, but. He had a brand new idea, you know what I'm saying? So, hey. Yo, yeah, that is hilarious. Fuck the established norms. Sometimes people do know better. It's like, I'm all here for novel ideas, but you should absolutely do research. If you think you have a novel idea, just look around, because it's probably not novel. You know what I mean? Like, guys, I'm pretty sure that there was way more than enough data. Pretty much the same data that says why you guys originally stopped dropping movies on the same fucking day is the same data that says that this is a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, they know that already. It's just that, you know, somebody, like, somebody thinks they can beat the system. Can they? Maybe they can. Who knows? Maybe they know something I don't. I'm crazy. But, like you know, box. Like, like, like that nigga said, it's not that he didn't know. It's not that submarine buddy didn't know. He specifically said, nah, I got a better idea. I'm going to do it my way. So, you know. That's, yo, that bravado, man. That bravado to just, yeah. like. That is a thing. Assume. Like, you know what I mean? Because as somebody who, like, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with the idea of thinking that I know more than someone else. I get it. But I, I try to go out and learn a lot. I purpose and and I acknowledge when like oh that was a bad idea I had let me not push that you know what I mean like oh no I thought I was on a good good path you got to be able to 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 at least hear some pushback to your ideas and ascertain when you've gone too far like uh, yo my man said yo I'm gonna take y'all two miles under the water in my motherfucking Oh my gosh! Hey yo, they say you shouldn't use plexiglass on this shit or whatever the fuck. Fiber. You want to know what's funny is that you because when it we expands heard about and it? contracts it. It's the, dangerous. That was the first thing I said to you. But I I'm gangster, so I'm using I that shit anyway. It's cheaper. I, fuck listen, y'all. I didn't even have to hear nothing else when they when you said that. The, what's the first thing I said to you? Oh, they don't use that because it expands and contracts. I know that because they don't do it on cars for God's sakes, and you're taking this shit miles underwater, bro. And I'm just like, yo, my guy, He's got where a plan. are you getting this idea that you have these great ideas? Because the plan. first idea you had was really bad. The first idea you've had defies science and established evidence. That's what we throw in. And bro. everything else. I absolutely believe that novel ideas exist and that people should trust themselves to some degree. But like, my nigga, whoa, that wasn't even anywhere near reality. And people threw their lives into that shit. But anyway, yeah, that's all to say, man. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe this is a genius move, and maybe this is marketing. Doing that, forty chess, uh, so. forty marketing uh, chess. Feel me? Maybe that's what it is. You know, I don't deny that they absolutely know more about marketing movies than I do. So this could go off without a hitch. Yeah, that's that, and that's the that's the part about ever trying to make a critique or judgment of the, of other people's actions is that you never know what. They know that you don't know. Yeah. All I can say is I think it's, it's rare. Stupid. It's yeah. rare that they do know something that you don't know, but it's possible. And because you roll the dice so many times with that, you're going to, 
once in a while you're gonna run into someone's like, oh no, he was definitely knew what he was doing with that one. (laughs) So you know, sometimes you know, I think it's stupid, but that's just because of my perspective from where I'm seeing. I can't see the whole picture. You who can see a bigger side of the picture might know know why it's a genius idea instead. Yeah. Well, definitely looking forward to see the numbers. I wonder if the numbers are going to track. If their numbers track, like, really closely together, I think that that would be indicative of, like, dang, people actually did go to see both of these movies at the same time. But um, we'll see. Um, But, yeah, I thought that that was interesting. These these movie studios are going to be looking for anything to try to maximize their profit margins because they, they, oh, man, it's getting ugly for them. Oh, it's getting ugly. Just the capitalist way. But you know, you know, and 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 not for nothing. I should. I definitely saw the writing on the walls that if there was any industry outside of the logistics industry that could bring this, this country to its knees, it would definitely be the entertainment industry, and they need that industry. They need that industry because that's the noise engine. Because God forbid people are running out of things to entertain themselves in the fucking state of of governance that we're in. They're going to have a lot more time to do things about the the stuff around them that they just don't like. And it's not about everyone becoming politically aware. No, 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 no. It's a numbers game. When you have 300 million people in a country, if 1% of those people, you know what I mean, end up becoming awakened that's three million people you only need a couple thousand people to start a movement you know what i mean like it's a numbers game and that's why the entertainment industry is so uh, powerful in this country is because it 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 totally makes irrelevant the massive amount of people that are, are around because as long as you can pacify them You'll you won't run into all of the random rebellious thoughts or all of the random revolutionary thoughts that would be acted on, you know, when there's a bunch of bored people around. You know, that's that's that, that's uh that's dictatorship one on one. Do not let the people be bored; they will throw rocks at you. You know what I mean? So, I think that this country is in for an interesting time, and 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 it's because they chose to not treat the 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 people who are the main pacifier in this country well. Which is like, man, oh man, I figured that I figured the government wouldn't let that happen. Because the thing is, is that the people in these companies, I mean, they could just flee if they really wanted to. They have properties around the world. They can go just go someplace else, wherever else they want to go, and not deal with the ramifications of their bad decisions, you know? And then, you know, the entertainment industry will rebound and do what it does. But the government will have to deal with the fallout, as I said, of a bunch of people who are bored and looking for something to do and angry. And if you think that January 6th was 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 uh, uh, was a, an issue... There's a that's a small amount of bored people coalescing in one place, you know. I I don't want to see what's gonna happen, you know what I mean? As 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 shit goes down, because, you know, yeah, there's indie artists, there'll still be entertainment and stuff like that. A lot of people in the mainstream don't consume that stuff, you know. They just don't consume that stuff, and it's not even like they're aware of it, you know. And so, they're they're going to be at a loss as to what to do with their time. And so it'll be interesting to see where they decide to spend it, because boy, oh boy, this uh, this strike looking to be impactful. 
and and not for nothing, the logistics industry is on strike. Don't get it twisted. The 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 Teamsters organized under UPS, they are they are on strike. That's about to have some real ramifications. Even though Amazon has definitely stepped up their game, you know, Amazon has employed so many individuals. Yo, you know how many people I see just driving around in a regular car with Amazon packages? They don't even drive around in the in the Sprinters no more. It's just regular niggas pulling up to the door. I you met the 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 monitor I ordered for the for the studio setup. Came by some just nigga on the street. Nigga walked up to the door, knocked up with a with a with a with a monitor under his arm. I was like, oh shit, no Amazon shirt or nothing. I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not mad at him. He doesn't need an Amazon shirt to deliver my monitor, but I just I'm surprised. Like, I root like this Teamster strike, bro. Ay ay ay, man. Um, the government has definitely uh, obfuscated their responsibility of regulation by allowing all of the Amazons and the Ubers and the Lyfts to uh, subvert the unionized work. Because that's why these strikes don't have... Like, that's why a taxicab strike in New York never worked. It stopped working after 20, 2012. Taxicab drivers couldn't, couldn't do anything. They had to resort... What, didn't the dude burn himself alive? Because it was a taxicab driver in New York a couple years back? Like... Oh, I'm not Niggas sure. Niggas don't got nothing. They have no ability to have any influence over their industry anymore because of the the ability for these um, disruptive uh, 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 app-based companies to just circumvent organized labor. You, the Teamsters aren't even dealing with strike breakers. You could go, you could fuck a strike breaker up, but if you can't stop every car. And check if they're an Amazon delivery person. They're smart, bro. Amazon's fucking smart. And it's scary how how easily they circumvented this. Dude, this is my this is why I always worry about the future. You know what I mean? It's not that there aren't good people out there trying to do good things. It's that the people who are who are gumming up the system, who are trying to stagnate progress, are so good at it. Yo, Amazon is... Yo, let me tell you, a Teamster strike 10 years ago would have crippled the country. The ability for Amazon to stymie that, it's impressive. It's damn impressive. As much as I hate them for doing it, fuck, man, it's impressive. I I would be remiss not to, to admit that much. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, it, 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 it... the the entire labor situation going on right now is is very fraught and the two industries that need to be on strike are on strike and if there is no no progress coming that comes from these two industries then i i fear labor in this country will forever be doomed until paradigm shifts happen like we ch- we change our entire societal system you know which that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, that's... It sucks that I believe that the, the, the right thing to do would be to teach your children to do everything they possibly can to circumvent the labor system as it stands right now. And the best way to do that right now um, at any skill level is to pretend to be an NPC on TikTok. That scares the fuck out of me. I don't know what kind of society that comes out of that. Because there's a generation of kids that are going to spend their productive years doing that. 
and there's a generation of kids who are going to spend the money during their productive years paying people to do that. And I don't, I don't, I just don't know if that makes for a healthy society. I just don't know if that makes for a healthy society. You know, that's, it, it feels problematic to me. But I don't know, this, I mean, <laughs> you don't care. You're like, I'm going to be dead. So I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, it's just that, you know, you already said it. And I've, I've, I've already said as much plenty of times. You know, that is just one of the many, many problems of America. You know, it's just like, that's just the one we have a spotlight on today. You know, so yes, it is a problematic society in a lot of, in that way specifically, in a lot of other ways. As I've said many times before, you can't really trust a country that is not taking care of its children because that means the country has no, doesn't care about its future. And in the country that doesn't care about its future is, you know, you know, we've said it before. So, yeah. You know, and, and it's just and that, you know. It, what, what frightens me is that the only thing that we export more than war is that bullshit culture. And in, and in speaking of what we were talking about earlier, what I was talking about earlier with um, Kizazimoto, uh, where the, where there was uh, aspects of appropriation of Western culture, absolutely, that that was one of the big things was the internet culture, and and moreover, the the uh, issues that run in that you run into, trying to square the circle of being part of internet culture and any other kind of traditional method of thinking at all, really. Like, it, it's it's wild, man. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm hoping that other countries are more resilient to the corrosive effect of of this kind of, of labor relationship. Because that's the thing that a lot of people, you know, fail to point out, that it's not that the action that what these kids are doing isn't the problem. The problem is, is that they are utilizing their time and efforts to do this when it doesn't provide them the skills to do anything productive in the long term for society. Society needs to have a significant portion of people producing material things. This is why we run into supply chain issues with things like medical equipment. It's because it's something that we've chosen not to produce in our own society because it's a physical thing and it requires skill to produce. And, you know, I put these two things next to each other because they are linked. Because the same people would be occupying both of these spaces. You know what I mean? If given the, the, the ability to. But unfortunately... There's limited time, and only one of them provides, you know, uh, 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 funding while you're doing it. And so it's like, all right, you know, we have to reorganize society if we're going to have these things next to each other. If, if the labor market is going to be presenting the youth with the idea that you can either, you know, be an NPC on TikTok, you can be, you know, you can sell your underwear on OnlyFans. Or, you know what I mean, you can, you know, work in a call center, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you're going to have to go through a ridiculously oppressive system of credentials to gain, quote-unquote, an education to, 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 to be allowed into a workforce that's going to put you into to, to work environments that require crunch. 
Because most engineering and most most tech-based jobs are going to, to, to have very stringent deadlines if they're in, in any kind of production model. You see what I'm saying? So we're, we're when society is presenting these options to, to, to young people, I think that it is a little bit daft of us to, or society at large, to think that they're not going to, to sell pictures of their feet over the other options. You know what I mean? Like, And unfortunately, if a significant portion of the society is, is, is doing that, because the market is worldwide, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to worry about, oh, well, there's only but so many people who want to buy feet pics inside the society. It's like, yeah, but they'll just sell them internationally. Now we're stuck with an unproductive society, you know? I know it sounds hyperbolic when I, when I use some of the examples, but unfortunately, there is a preponderance of these examples. You know what I mean? Like, I'm using the most hyperbolic ones because they're kind of funny, but... That is, I mean, there's only limited value to what I'm doing. And the only reason why I feel validated to sit here and talk to you guys is because I spent 20 years of my life in a productive environment. I spent years of my life in the education system teaching. I spent years of my life organizing labor. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the, the, the young people who, who will be occupying the content creator space are not going to have the physical, real-life experiences to make this a valuable space. You know what I mean? Does that sound like an un, unrealistic fear? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it seems like th there's also the, 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 the confirmation bias to consider, right? There mm -hmm. might be a lot of people doing this stuff, but there's also a lot of people who aren't. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I don't know. As far as how much of society is going to choose to do that, I don't really know. It does, in fact, create people that like to do that stuff, but I don't really think that's really sustainable. It's sort of like the fear of too many people wanting to become pro gamers and pursuing that as a career. It's like one of those things that it has a very limited life cycle and it's very difficult to get into and maintain. So even if a lot of people do choose that, I don't really see enough of them being able to make it work in order to continue continuously do it. So But that's so now that's what I'm saying is is that as we <coughs> as we continue to go on, so it used to be just pro gamers. Then it you know, then it was influence. Yeah, now now it's a new thing. Models, it, it's new things as new technologies come out. I understand the fear, yeah. but um I, I think there will always where... be a cap of it. You know, I, okay. I think there's only so far that, that it could really, really go because, you know, <laughs> I did, it's not so much of their customer base is limited. I think it's the creators. Like, mm -hmm. people really underestimate how difficult it is to gain a following on any social media platform. Yes. So <laughs> it's not a thing that I see, like, enough of the generation. I see enough of the generation attempting it. And I see like maybe twenty percent of them sticking with it. Mm. So it's you know that's it's one of those I think, and and the more people that try, only make it that much more difficult. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's one of those things where it's like the confirmation bias I think makes it seem worse than it is because it's constantly being pushed to you in a way that makes it yeah, seem yeah, like it's that bad. In that community, I see a lot. So yeah, yeah. So the confirmation bias can can really be a bitch, but at the same time, like look at how many other productive use that you're not seeing simply because they ain't got the time to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and and so yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely something that I always have to think about and and account for. 
when I make broad general societal uh, uh, prognostications like that, because, you know, there, there is a ton of stuff going on that, of course, is not on the Internet. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's, that's and why there are a ton of people on the Internet who are like me and are complete lurkers that even though we're on the Internet, we don't ever have any influence on the, the spaces mm-hmm. that we actually frequent. Yeah. And so and that's that's why um, when I look at the rest of the labor market, it, you know, I, what is it? It's like 65 percent of the jobs, physical jobs in the country are service jobs, whether they're like, you know, serving people food or customer service jobs in a call center or administrative jobs, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, where is the productive labor, you know? And, and, and so that's, I think, what exacerbates our issue is that not only is there a huge digital economy for people to escape to, but the physical productive labor has been hollowed out to where the two, out, out, like, the raw materials of production. Like, all we produce, like, in this country really are, like, weapons and pipelines. It's the only thing that we build ourselves. You know what I mean? Everything else we, we purchase from other countries. And so it's like, you know, the majority of our physical labor is service, weapons, or pipeline. None of those things. You know, and agriculture is, I think, 5% of the population works either directly or indirectly with agriculture. And it's a sign- obviously a significant portion of our GDP, you know? And so the labor has no, the only, the only labor that is going to be able to like really be motive is the labor that actually produces real things like steel and, you know, electricity and all of these kind of things. And so, if we don't actually, if our labor force isn't substantially comprised of those people, it's going to be a toughie, man. And and I think that we're seeing the byproduct of of how our government responds to that. You know, our government is completely on the side of administration and corporations when it comes to the labor disputes. You know, they never side with with, with labor, and 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 that's what I think is the biggest uh, uh, I think issue that the the entertainer strike i'm just gonna call it a general entertainer strike right now because well you got directors writers actors stage hands you know what i mean like uh, hopefully the cgi artists are seeing the writing on the wall and they start to unionize and then then join the then join the strike too that would be dope but um so i'm gonna call it a general entertainer strike i think the biggest issue they're gonna run into is what where is the government going to land on the side of this because unfortunately, I don't think that they're well lobbied. And so once the government gets involved, we know where the government lands. You know what I mean? And so that's going to be bad. That's going to be bad for them. So um, I really hope that the—I'm pretty sure the studios are, are, are waiting. I'm pretty sure their studios are aware of that and are completely hunkered down until that point. So— We'll see where that lands them, but yeah, that's uh that that's the the current rundown of what's going on there. And I guess we'll we'll wrap up uh, real quick with uh, talk about the the bad people being so fucking smart is uh Republicans, man. Gosh, man, talk about evil, but ingenious. They're so good at 
electoral politics. It's fucking scary. But I mean, they, they wrote the rules. I really shouldn't talk about how good they are at, about, at it when they wrote the rules over the past, you know, 60 plus years uh, to make it perfect for this kind of stuff. But so they saw the, the like, the, yo, Democrats are actually fucking scared of Cornell West, which I fucking love to see. You love to see it because the man represents something. That's the sad part is that even though I think that honestly, what he represents is purely fantasy in America. He represents something and just that alone is enough to fucking make the Democrats quake because they can't fucking stand up to any kind of substance, you know? And so the Democrats are fearing Cornell West, but they're trying to just, you know, do your regular smear campaign. It's the it's the same thing as the um the the devs talking to Larian. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't even say shit about the Democrats. He didn't say shit about the Democrats unless he was directly asked about the Democrats. He just, and he was very it's Cornell West. That man's not judicious about his words. I don't know who the fuck is. You know what I mean? That man is not abrasive to anybody, even the worst of them. And so Clearly, yes, they were pulling a uh, 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 Ubisoft Talarian when um when they when they jumped into that fray. But uh, the Republicans, knowing that there's a substantial portion of their base is religious, and as I was saying before, I do honestly believe that given a real religious figure, those people will go behind the real religious figure before they'll just pick party values. Um, that's the thing about religious people is that. You might be able to manipulate them because they're not smart. Once God enters into their fray, it's rock paper scissors, bro. That's it. It's simple thinking. You know it's what I mean? Rock paper scissors. God is rocking. It beats fucking every. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it beats only... scissors, which is politics. Hilarious. Exactly. <clears throat> God beats politics, but doesn't beat common sense. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Common sense beat politics, but politics can't beat God. And so if politics can manipulate God, they can beat common sense. Hilarious. Wow, damn, dude. That is one hell of a trifecta. I, dude, that came up about on the fly. That just emerged from, from the juxtaposition. Because that that's it. Politics beats... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. God beats politics. Politics beats uh, common sense. Common sense beats God. Simple shit or rational thinking, mm -hmm. I should say, not common sense, because that sure as hell is a fictitious concept. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. And so, in seeing that they're about to lose their base, what do they do? Third party it up. So what they realize is that when your opponent actually has you beat, divide and conquer, baby. So. Whereas the uh, 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 Democrats went with the smear campaign, the Republicans are flooding the uh, the the uh, the field with third party candidates that can pull sub demographics off of uh, uh, Cornell's um, run. And what it shows to me is that I don't give a fuck what none of you niggas think. If you think that he couldn't win, they absolutely would not be doing this. They would not be centering strategy around defeating him if they didn't think that he was a threat. If they didn't think that he could win. And if they think he can win, the people with all of the electoral politics and all of the electoral statistics and all of the experience 
and and all of the big brain galactic thinking if they're like yo this guy seems he's a credible threat we got to do something about him i'm sorry but anyone dismissing him is just being dismissive of of the reality of the fact that this person has a chance and it it it, it takes away the 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 uh ability for people who do participate in the electoral politics to say no there's no third party option there's no way he could win well they think he can win so maybe we should actually just take the candidates for what they are and vote according to what we believe the candidates should be bringing to the table instead of voting based on what we are told is electable because electability is a farce. It's prognostication. It's literally divination. Electability is literally modern-day divination. And motherfuckers are acting like it's science. It is no more science than the weather report. Which, I mean, meteorology is science. The weather report is not. You understand the difference? You get where I'm going with that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, dude, like... It's a shame, but I think that it's probably going to be effective. I don't know how effective, but his his competitiveness is tenuous. It's not a landslide or a or a foregone conclusion, and so it. I hate to see effective tactics going into play. This the smear campaign. I didn't care about. Clearly, you can't. You could try to throw smart on his name, but I just don't know if after all this time there's a whole lot of smut to be thrown but we'll see like the worst thing that 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 niggas could come up with was you know some people in the fba community were like yo his wife is iranian and i'm like that's 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 not that's not a thing that's not a something that i judge somebody based on so it's like you know there's not anything really to throw on his name by people who are looking to throw something on his name so you know that was that wasn't very meaningful to me, but yeah, this this Republican strategy is a it's a functional one, and so I think it's going to be effective. But I hope not. But we shall see. And we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that electoral report. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on Anchor.fm or on Patreon.com. You can also find us on the social media on Twitter at career underscore T and at home Heron. You can also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. You can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.